Myers. I mean, he'd been totally quiet. Had not scored, and he's got seven points in the last 90 seconds. You just summarized Matthew Myers' entire career. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. Lot to look forward to here. Next hour, Ryan McDonough, Odyssey NBA insider on the league as a whole right now. The NBA trade deadline, nine days away. And of course, the NBA MVP race. We'll get to him in the 11 a.m. Eastern hour. Zach Price on the NBA NFL joins us in about 20 minutes. Right now, let's do some college hoops. Big card tonight, including number one Auburn playing. You just heard the call there. Baylor last night beats West Virginia 81-77. Baylor uh, at number eight at 19 and three. And guys, we got a we got a great slate of games. Like tonight's a really good college basketball slate. We got Auburn number one in action. We'll get to their game against Alabama. Texas, Texas Tech tonight, two top 25 teams. Kansas, Iowa State, two top 25 teams. Providence, who's been on fire at St. John's. And uh, even Davidson and St. Bonaventure tonight. So uh, some really good college basketball games. And today is February 1st. So it's like, all right, we're, mm-hmm. we're here now, right? This is the month where I think people start coming back to college hoops saying, all right, these games really matter. Conference games a month from now. We'll have our brackets in our hands. Joe, what stands out tonight of all the um, the big ones this evening? Yeah, if, uh, if uh, we get anything like we did last night, it'll be a lot of fun. That Penn mm-hmm. State-Iowa finish was ridiculous. Crazy. Bohannon going for the three, and, the, and then the tip in to force overtime by Iowa, but Iowa ends up losing in double OT to Penn State. So that was a lot of fun. The Baylor-West Virginia game was a lot of fun as well. Uh, why don't we start with your team, right? Is, is that – is that your best shot right now at a future? I, I, I don't know exactly how many teams that you have, but so, Auburn? I just ha- in college hoops, I just have Auburn. I had the Chiefs for a long-term future dead. I had the Niners, obviously, NFC, like we did as uh, Paul and I did on the show, dead. Long-term, yeah. But for so college? Had, for college. The only future yeah. I have is Auburn. I put that in okay. early December, I think it was. We, we had an interview on the show. We had a guest on, and Auburn came up in the conversation. I looked at their – kind of advanced numbers, Kempom, their schedule. I always like Bruce Pearl as a coach. And I was like, all right, 40 to one, I'll make them my okay. team. So I am officially an Auburn Tigers guy. They're playing tonight. Six and a half is the number on FanDuel right now against Alabama. So it's interesting. The number keeps dropping. At one mm-hmm. point it was seven and a half. Alabama coming off a, a win over Baylor. Schedule makers unkind to the tide. So they just had Baylor and now they've got Auburn and Kentucky next. It's like, wow. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a brutal stretch for them. Um, the Bama offense and the Auburn defense, great matchup to uh, both top 11 as far as efficiency goes. For those considering going against Alabama because you're coming off a, hot, a great win, that's fine. That's fine. But we, we did see very early in the season, and there was more of a break. Um, in December, they beat Gonzaga, then they came back and they beat Houston the next game. It was a week later, but they did have back-to-back big-time wins. So I, I wonder where the market's going to settle on this one as this continues to drop. Maybe some figure that number was way too high. You know, right. Of course, there could be a bit of a letdown. That's fine. I mean, the Auburn won loss. It was way back early in the year, and that was Utah. a double, double OT coin flip situation. 
Um, number one in block percentage in the country. I've got a couple things that I'm looking at, but uh, Auburn, Bama, not one of them. I'm not getting involved in uh, in this one. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm tempted, Aaron, with the number dropping to, to jump on Auburn at, at less than the seven, but it is still a lot of points. Yeah, Alabama is just an interesting team. You know, they've beaten Gonzaga, Baylor, but then they lost to Georgia and a handful of other teams. I can't quite figure them out um, on the road. You know, at the number one team in the country, this might be a, I'm feeling stay away here. I think it could be a high scoring game. One thing I was looking at is Alabama shoots a lot of threes and they've only had one game where they've shot over 40% from three point range. So I don't know why they keep taking so many threes if they're not good at it. Um, maybe this is an over, but I, in terms of the side, I'm going to stay away. You know, it's interesting that the three-point thing about Alabama, I bet if we go back through their games, the one like the, you mentioned the good wins they have, because they have some good wins, Alabama. They My do. guess is the threes fell in those games, right? They probably mm. outperformed their normal shooting percentage in those games. That's why they won. I, I get it, right? If you shoot 43s a game, you have three or four really good nights. You're unstoppable in those games. And that's the old Daryl Morey Rockets thing back in the day. Like, let's just shoot 53s a game. If we have a good night, there's no way you could beat us. So mm-hmm. that that would make me worry, too, going against them and laying a lot of points. Like, if they're shooting it pretty well, this is probably a close game. But, boy, Auburn, they just have one loss all year. And that was to UConn, like you said, Joe, way back in the day. They're they're on an incredible – I think it's 17 in a row now for Auburn. They look like – So you want, up, you want a loss, dude. You want a loss, right? I was thinking that before. <laughs> I need mean, them before the tournament. Yeah, I just, it's, it's too much. Yeah, and they've been – They've been co- they've been covering talking about some big numbers at home. Recent home games, Oklahoma they won by almost twenty. Uh, Kentucky they won by nine points. Uh, Georgia like these are not not close where they they were just lucky to slip past their opponent. They're taking care of business. Right. Uh, all right. Let's jump to say, Texas. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, I just think this is kind of my my the reason I'm taking Alabama is I just think this is the top of the Auburn market. I think, yeah. you know, and Bruce Pearl just got his lifetime deal, you know, seven and a half, seven, whatever it is, is a, more than two possessions, a lot of points. So I would, that's why I'm leaning towards Alabama. Alabama was a three point favorite when they matched up in Tuscaloosa. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously Auburn won that game by four, but I feel like this is just a little bit, a little bit too much. So here's one that's interesting. Texas, Texas Tech tonight. Um, Texas is a four point underdog in this game at Texas Tech. But if you, the BetQL model has Texas as favored by two points, so the underdog by four okay. on the model tonight, the BetQL model is a actually a two point favorite. Now the game's in wow. Texas Tech, yeah. So that's a six. I point saw swing. that. I saw that too this morning. Yeah, interesting for sure. The Chris Beard return, a little mm-hmm. off the board action here. So. Um, <laughs> tech, kids at Tech have been camped out outside the arena since Saturday night, and now there's a campus bar opening up kegs and giving out free beer starting like six hours before tip-off. So they're going to be fired up for this one. Um, it is a big number. I, I don't know about this one. Is this an emotional spot with the Chris Beard return? the total is interesting too um you know beard obviously knows this team well so i think just like that ql has this as a very close game maybe you do want to take the underdog here i mean it did not take long for chris beard to get his style 
at Texas, right? Right. Like you, you just look at that team. Just you could just look at the numbers too. I'm like, yep, that's a Chris Beard team. It's all about the defense. Uh, they're number nine in nine in efficiency. They're number eight in the country in turnover percentage. Now, that win over Tennessee that we just saw, they just slipped past them by a point. That was their first uh, victory all year over a top 35 Ken Palm team. Mm -hmm. Now, the opportunity is not like they've had a ton, but there there have been a few, and that was the first time that they, they, uh, they won the game. I just view this one as a rock fight, and I know it's a low total at 123, but I still think it's going over with two uh, top nine defenses in the country. In the country, so I'm going to go under 123 between Texas and Texas Tech. It's this Chris Beard. His rise is pretty incredible. Like, he's not young; he's in his late 40s. But yeah. like he almost spent no time, and then he was instantly one of the best coaches in college basketball. Like he was at what was he Angelo State or something, and then he went to Little Rock. He won 30 games at Little Rock. They made the tournament. He parlayed that right away into Texas Tech. They mm -hmm. turned into one of the best teams in college basketball for five years. And then he's like, boom, out to Texas. Like he went from f six years ago. You, if I said Chris Beard in a show like this, you'd say, who's that? And now like we know who that is. Right? It's Chris Beard's return to tech, Texas Tech. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 2018, 200 to one ticket in my pocket from before the season. Lost it in the Tech. title game. Yep. How were they 200 to one coming off the Elite Eight? They were. They yeah. Made it to the title game. Mm. Did you think about hedging? Well, I did some, but not enough. Right. <laughs> oh. And they had a chance. They had a real chance in that game. I had that. You're right. They did. They could have won that game. Uh, yeah. All right. So, well, that's going to be an awesome seed tonight at Texas Tech. Texas at Texas Tech. Also, Kansas at Iowa State, number 10. Versus number 20. And mm -hmm. the K Kansas is an interesting team. Um, if you look at them right now, despite you – know, they've had a nice year. They're number 10 in the country. But you look at their odds right now to win this thing. They're, they're not I, – I, I looked this morning. I was like, where's Kansas? And they're only 20 to 1. Like, they're behind a good number of teams here. They're behind Gonzaga, Duke, Purdue, Kentucky, Baylor, Auburn, UCLA, Arizona. It's interesting. There's a perception of Kansas, but the market says, eh, they're kind of there with Illinois and Villanova and Texas Tech as far as futures here. Well, they're, so they're coming off the loss right, against um, Kentucky. And it's funny, the last time they played Iowa State, they were also coming off a loss, that time against Oklahoma State. Uh, the, the offense is superb, but you know what? That Iowa State defense is pretty good. They're number eight in the country in defensive mm -hmm. efficiency, and they're the home team, and they're getting four and a half points. So, I, you know, when you look at this one, now offensively, Iowa State, they stink. I mean, they're outside the top 100. So th that's obviously a concern when you're going against that Jayhawks offense. But so they can't score, but they're awesome on defense, man. They're number three in the country in turnover percentage. They don't give up a lot of threes. And it, when you look at Iowa State, when they match up against some of the top teams in the country, they're right there. They beat Texas. They beat Texas Tech. They beat Iowa early in the season. It was a close loss against Baylor. I think they lost that one by five. So I'm going to take the points here. I'm going to take Iowa State at home plus four and a half. My only counter to the defensive numbers, because I looked at those two. So eighth in adjusted defensive efficiency, like you said, for 41st right. in effective field goal percentage defense, seventh in the country against the three. Then you boil it down to the conference. 
They are eighth in adjusted defensive efficiency in conference play, 10th in effective field goal percentage defense in conference play, sixth oh, against geez. the three. So, and their non conference strength of schedule, 329th. So, I mean, I hear what you're saying about some of the better teams in the Big 12 that they've played. You're, tough you're saying a lot of that was in the first month inflated yeah. in the non conference. I mean, they played nobody. Yeah, but what about in, in conference when they've competed against the top teams? Yeah, I don't know if the big. I'm also I don't I, I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that the Big Twelve is that good. Like I think it's kind of like a little bit. Of, I think I think they're good. They're beating each other up. I think it's like this best conference in the country thing is a little overblown. I I would have liked Kansas at three or less. So I'll be looking to play it live, four and a half. Unfortunately, I was like ah, that's a little too high. I mean, do you think Kansas is good? <sighs> I want to. <laughs> um, I want to, but I think you're getting, I mean, I, you know, you're getting coming off that blowout loss against Kentucky, you know, it was a dud. I think they're, yep. they're I think they're a much better team than Iowa state. I'm with Paul. Um, I think they're better than Iowa state four and a half is pretty big. I, the one thing I worry about Kansas is just like, look at there are 57th in the country at three point percentage and they're. 84th and three-point percentage allowed. Like, it's not – that's not a great combination as we move forward here. I, the more you dive into Kansas, you kind of see why, despite being number 10 in the country, it's like their odds to win this thing are not – like, when I first looked this morning at the updated, you know, men's champion odds this year, I thought they'd be higher. I was like, oh, they'll be 15 to 1 or less. No, they're in, they're in that range with, like, Texas Tech, Illinois, right? They're in the Illinois range, 20, 22 to 1. It's – they're good, oh, wow. but not special. Yeah. They keep dropping, and we're yeah. only talking about three losses on the year. I th I thought they would have much shorter odds because remember after after their start, like yeah, they had, they had a they were the buzzy team. They were coming into the season. They were. Um, all right, Providence, St. John's. Oh, I, interesting games. Providence did their streak end, Paul? Didn't they have a streak we talked about last this is, week? Where the, this is, when I saw this on the list, I'm like, they won such five a in a row. Game. But they had a streak of like of, of covering in the end. We talked about it last week. The Providence had a weird streak here of, of just covering as dog, winning outright as oh, dogs. As I think a it dog. was. Yeah. Yes. It was so six six times as an underdog have won outright now. Yeah. Wow. So I actually I was surprised to see them as underdogs in this spot. I know it's on the road. It's at St. John's, and you know they beat them earlier this year. Mm -hmm. um, I actually was looking to play St. John's as a dog. It's their you know contrasting styles to the T like St. John's wants to run Providence wants to play real slow. Um, Providence won by 10 the last time out at home at the Dunkin's Donut Center, tough place to play. Uh, but they beat them down the stretch. St. John's was actually up by like seven at the under 16. They went five for 22 from three. They missed like looking back at the game log. They missed like four layups in a key spot down the stretch as Providence pulled away. I think this is a little bit of a letdown for Providence after like that last second home win against a red hot Marquette team. Um, so I do think this could be a spot for St. John's again. I, I think it could go, I, I liked St. John's getting some points. So again, one, I'll be looking to play live or at least within, you know, less than three. I think it's up at, it's at three and a half right now. I'm not laying three and a half. I was uh, thinking see, also maybe say, this is when the magic runs out a little bit for Providence. One quick thing is Ken Palm has a luck factor and Providence has like the highest luck. Yeah. All the teams. They're 7-0 and in close games decided by a possession by two possessions. I mean, they, they, there is a luck factor to what Providence has done. You have to, you have to have luck 
to pull off all these close <laughs> wins. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks with BetQL Daily, presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Zach Price joins us next right here on the BetQL Network.